to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Calling all reactive dog owners. Y'all, I know that owning a reactive dog is daunting, it's overwhelming, it's stressful, but I want to give you tools. I want to make your life easier. So that is why I created Reactive Redefined. Reactive Redefined is an online course for reactive dog owners uh, so that you have the skills to improve your dog's reactivity and to make outings more enjoyable. So if you'd like to learn more about Reactive Redefined, head over to my website, agfdogtraining.com. Um, click Reactive Redefined to learn more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. So for everyone listening, if you don't already know, I, um, I do an online coaching program for reactive dog owners called Reactive Redefined. And one of my amazing students inside of Reactive Redefined is here with me today, and she's going to share her experience. So Kelly, thank you for being with me. Um, thank you. So, yeah. So um, do me a favor. Tell us about Pepper. Why don't you kind of start like from the beginning when you got her and then we can kind of bridge into the reactivity. Okay. Um, so I adopted Pepper about, it's like over a year now that I adopted her. Um, and I'm from New Hampshire. So she was a transfer from Mississippi. So basically she came up from down South and I don't really know much about her from that point on. Um, she was a stray and I guess I found her in a Walmart parking lot by herself and she was like, four months old. Um, so pretty scary first part of her life there. Um, but when I adopted her, so I got her from like a very small rescue in Maine and they obviously didn't really know that much about her, but I went to go meet her. And I love telling this story because when people first meet Pepper, they like don't see this side of her. But when I first went to go meet her, she immediately ran into my lap and just like laid there and I was like oh well I guess I'm coming home with a puppy then. (laughs) She chose you. Yes exactly Um, and I had my parents with me and like she wouldn't go near them. She was like petrified of them Um, and that's kind of when I knew that like maybe she was a little bit more shy with people or um, she took a little bit warming up and back then I, I thought that the fact that she was shy around people was like she was just warming up. Um, but now I know that she actually is scared of new people. Um, it took her like a couple days to actually approach my parents. Like, I think it took her like three or four days to go up to my dad and she just continuously barked at him whenever she saw him before that. Um, but you saw that, that quote unquote stranger danger right from the beginning. Yeah. And Again, I didn't really think much of it because I was like, oh, it, she just, you know, she, she's just getting adjusted. Like, she won't, that won't happen later on. And then, like, a month into it, I was like, mm, I think that this is her. Like, I think that she just has trouble with people, um, which was pretty interesting because um, when I went into looking for a dog, like, I had been looking for, like, a year for a dog, and I saw her on a website, and I was like, oh, she looks so cute, and, like, their description of her was, like, um, like, I think she was, like, six months old, so, like, six-month-old puppy, good with 
kids, dogs, cats, like everything. And I was like, oh, perfect. And then I'm like, in a month into it, I'm like, oh, they lied to me. That is not true at all. <laughs> well, I'm like, really quickly, I want to touch on this because I think those who are listening have experienced this situation. And like, you know, I think that rescues are doing their best to get dogs adopted. But I yep. think that as, you know, people who are, are adopting dogs from rescues, I think that we need to ask more questions and not take things just like at the face value like that. I agree. And uh, kind of going off subject here, but I actually work in an animal shelter. So now whenever I have someone going, like trying to adopt a dog that I clearly know has behavioral issues, I am blatantly obvious, like, like telling them that they need to know every single thing about them. So I'm not letting them go in like blindsided because I obviously did. So oh my God, that is fucking amazing. Yes, Kelly. I love that. Yes. <laughs> it is the truth. That's what we have to do. It is in the best interest of the dogs. It is in the best interest of the people. If we are honest about yeah, exactly. who the dog is and what they need. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm, I just tell everybody like any little thing I've seen them do. I'm like, well, I just want to let you know that this does happen. So <laughs> that they know, like they and the majority of the time, the people are like, oh, okay, thank you for letting me know that. And I'm like, yes, there you go. Yeah, so right. it works out. Okay, so really quickly, for those listening, can you describe Pepper, what she looks like? Do you know her breeds? Um, so Pepper is, I like to just call her a purebred mutt. Um, but she kind of looks like, like, again, the rescue said she was a lab mix, which the majority of rescues say that any kind of like breed, it could be a pit bull or something. They say it's a lab mix. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And um, so she looks like kind of like she's 45 pounds. She looks like she could just be like a black lab. The majority of people say that she looks like a black lab. Um, but she's all brindle on her stomach. And I did do a DNA test on her. And the two main breeds in here are a cocker spaniel and a pit bull. Don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, very strange. I don't know how she gets out of that but it's fine I like her so that's that's the way it goes <laughs> wicked cute. she really is in that like brindle undercoat it's yeah it's so cute it really is yeah I love it that's like when I um saw her online they like described her and like she has a really pretty brindle undercoat and I was like yes perfect I like that love so. it <laughs> Okay, so um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit more about the reactivity. So, you know, for those of you listening, the course content is geared towards leash reactivity. But as we dove into the group calls, we really, I felt, I felt like we had a chance to kind of unpack maybe some other situations in which the reactivity is happening. Even just like because I know for for Pepper, like inside the house with people, you were seeing reactivity too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pepper, so Pepper has like stranger danger. So obviously new people are scary to her. So she's not only leash reactive, she's like reactive to people in the home, people walking by the home. <laughs> um, and so it can be a little bit difficult trying to manage that sometimes um, yeah. for that matter. Yeah. Okay. So, so before you joined Reactivity Redefined, you had already been doing quite a bit of training with her, like trying to work through the reactivity. Yeah. Um, I actually had, so, um, since I work at a shelter, I had asked the trainer that works there to help me a little. And the main thing we just worked on was look at that. And, um, it really helped, but I myself wasn't working on it enough. And, 
Um, I definitely needed more tools to help with it. Um, just because I even still going on walks, like the majority of the time she was reacting, um, which wasn't fun <laughs> at all. Um, and around like six months into owning her too, I had like, she started becoming dog reactive as well. So on top of the people reactivity, she became dog reactive. Um, so it was a little overwhelming <laughs> and with all of that yeah, as well. That's a lot to tackle. And I feel like her age too, right? Like for it to happen, like, um, you know, you're getting a young dog. You feel like you're getting a blank slate. Turns out you're not. And now you're adding in like other equations of like, okay, now she's reactive to dogs too. Like that is a, that's, it's an emotional burden on, on your end, right? Like trying to navigate all of that. And then we look at like poor Pepper, who's just like, freaked out and it's just manifesting as reactivity, you know, like that's a lot. That's a lot for both you and her to have to be going through. I mean, yeah, for sure. It was like, cause I didn't really know what reactivity was. Like I've, I've worked at like doggy daycare. So, you know, I, I thought I knew everything about it and then I adopted her and I was like, Oh gosh, I don't know anything. Um, but I like, didn't really know what reactivity was. And so the more I learned about it, uh, cause I was like really freaked out when she started being reactive. I was like, Oh God, is she like aggressive towards people? Like what is going on? Um, but the more I learned about reactivity, I was like, Oh, it's like, this is normal for her to show her fears that way. It's not like a crazy thing that she's barking and she's lunging at these people. It's like her showing that she's uncomfortable because there's really no other way for her to show it because she's a dog. So um, it took me a while to understand that for sure. So. And, and I think that, you know, as dog people, we kind of have this like idealistic version of like, you have a dog, they walk perfectly at your side, they don't bark at things, you know? And, and I think that owning a reactive dog is a crash course. And like, you got to get, you got to get rid of that false image because that's not the reality, right? Like dogs are deeply emotional creatures and, you know, especially these dogs, we don't know what happened early in their life. We can assume it wasn't super fantastic. Like there's a lot of undoing of like shitty feelings that we have to do. In this dog. Yes. It's like being your dog's therapist kind of, because you're just kind of working through it with them. Um, <laughs> yes. And then like trying to deal with your own emotional stuff with it along the yeah. way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, fun, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so what attracted you to reactive redefined? So at the point that I, I had seen that you, um, had posted that you had, um, this course coming up, I kind of was just like, didn't know what to do because Pepper was like, more not towards people at this point, but it was more towards dogs where she just kind of was freezing and then like not moving. And then she would have that reaction when the dog would pass. And I was like really confused as to why she was doing that because she's never had a bad experience with a dog. She like actually like the first, obviously six months that I owned her, I like, she would get super pumped to see other dogs and she was like, okay with them. And she lives with another dog. So I was like, I was like, what, what is going on? So I didn't really know how to go from there. And um, I saw your course and I was like, that sounds perfect because I need to learn more on how to handle her. 
for sure, because I was not equipped for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and I think I think that's something that becomes so challenging owning a reactive dog is the ever changing variables of like, okay, this is happening. She's reacting to this. There's this going on. And it's like, you know, if you only have one skill set, that works well sometimes. But let's be honest, like we need different things that we can insert depending on what's happening in the environment. I totally agree. Because having like the look at that command, which is like, that's the only thing I knew. And I was like, okay, that should get me through my walks. But then I'm like, when I was going through your course, I was like, oh, wait, this makes it so much easier than just doing that. Um, because like doing like the walk at your side or something, like normally I would have just pulled off and like let the person walk by or let the dog walk by. But I'm like, well, now I have the ability to be able to walk by that trigger, um, which is really awesome to be able to see her be able to do. So I really liked that a lot. Yeah, right. And, and um, I want to talk just a little bit about the course content. So um, for those of you listening, there are core skills for the dog, but there's also a huge emphasis on core skills for the human. So Kelly, if you wouldn't mind kind of sharing your experience about like how, how that you were able to relate to that, what you needed to be doing and how that improved how you were interacting with Pepper in the world. Yeah, it kind of was just like reading through what you had put there. It was just like making me feel less like tense about everything. So I, it made everything more relaxing for me. So like even when I was going through like the stuff that you had for like the owners and then going through the stuff for the dogs, like now that I'm at the end of the course, I'm like, I go to my walks and like I'm excited to go on my walks and like I'm not like tense when I see someone go by or something like that. I'm like, okay, I got this. Like, I know how to do this. I know how I can handle it. Um, it makes it so much more enjoyable. And I can see a huge difference in Pepper because the fact that I'm relaxed makes her relaxed, which makes her less reactive, which is just awesome because I feel like a lot of times for like reactive dog owners, like you tense up when you see that trigger. And in turn, that makes your dog tense up. And it, then it just makes your walk unenjoyable. So I like that now I feel more a lot more relaxed on my walks it's awesome oh my that seriously gives me chills and like thank you thank you for sharing that because like that would 100% is my intention with this right like obviously I want to help you change your change your dog's behavior but like you know we all know this at this point that if we want to change the behavior dog's behavior we have to be willing to change our own yeah exactly and I think that's a lot of people's problems is they they aren't willing to change their way of how they do their life um, compared to like when you get a dog, like, like Pepper, like I had to change a lot of the ways that I went about my life. Um, and she's a hundred percent worth it. I wouldn't say I would do anything different. So. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no. And there, there is right. There's a certain level of like adapting, pivoting, compromising, you know, whatever word you want to use, but you know, when you get a reactive dog, you do have to change. Like we're not just going for casual strolls anymore right? Like, can they be enjoyable and fun? Yes. But it's, it's, you have to show up and be there to support her so that you both can be successful. Yeah. A hundred percent. I like the fact, like sometimes like I'll have friends that want to go walking and they'll be like during the peak times when everybody wants to go walking and I'll be like, well, I can't do that because Pepper can't, Pepper can't do that. And I have to let them know that like, I have, I know when it's her time to be able to do things. So yeah. Right. And like, 
I think that oftentimes we get intimidated, right? Like, what do you mean I have to completely change my routine? But um, I really enjoyed following along on your Instagram stories and seeing how, like, I remember you saying, like, I'm not a morning person, but I'm getting up and I'm doing it and seeing like the beautiful mornings you get to have and the trails you get to go on. And like, you know, change is hard, but I think that if, when we pivot and we embrace the change, there's so much beauty and joy in that change that it actually becomes more reinforcing than we anticipated. Uh, I 100% agree with that because I'm definitely not a morning person at all and I'm now like I look forward to like I wake up super early to go take her for a walk because I know there's no no one gonna be out there and like even like tomorrow's a Sunday and I'm like okay yes I'm gonna wake up early I'm gonna go do that even though I don't have to because I really enjoy it and I love the fact that I see her like so happy to being able to do that so I make myself do it. Yes, that's so cool. I love it. You're just just like kicking ass as a reactive dog mom. No big deal over here. Thank you. <laughs> I've worked very hard for this. Yeah, right? Okay, so Kelly, I, I want to just hear your take and like what you enjoyed about the group calls. Yeah, um, I really like the group calls in general just because um, it doesn't make you feel so alone just because when you have a reactive dog, it can be kind of lonely. Um, and it also is awesome to hear from people that have like the same kind of issues or just like hear from people that can help you with issues that you have. Because like even I had an issue, like all of a sudden Pepper like wasn't walking on walks. I don't know. She would get like a hundred feet from the house and was like not walking. Um, and I got a lot of great suggestions. Um, and I ended up bringing a toy on a walk and now she like walks perfectly fine and she doesn't care. Um, so I was really happy to be able to have like that little outlet and have get little suggestions from people. And I love to hear people's wins and challenges and stuff. So it was really fun. Yes. And like, and I think, you know, obviously like my intention was to help lead everyone, right. And kind of be the moderator. But I think that in the group setting, it wasn't really about me like saying you should do this or that. It was more all of us being like, okay, this has been my experience and sharing. And like, you know, I think as reactive dog owners, you just have more wisdom because you have no choice, right? Like you have to try things, you know, you've had those experiences. And, and that was something I so tremendously enjoyed about the group dynamic is that you all were able to support each other. And like, of course I will be your cheerleader for forever, right? Like you didn't know that, but that's what you've got is me as your cheerleader for forever. But you know, I love seeing everyone share their collective wisdom and then you, you guys being able to benefit from that. Yeah. I, it was awesome. Like I look forward to our calls, like tomorrow's our last call and I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I don't really know what I'm going to do now, but I, I really do like having that because I like to hear how everybody's like progressing and everything too. So. Right. And celebrating everybody when they were w in their wins. And then, you know, I think that equally important is supporting each other in those challenges. Right. And like, you know, for those of you listening, this is something that came up in every group call and it probably will. in every group call going forward is that like, it is not a straight line right? It's this like obnoxious zig and zag and up and down and sideways and backwards. And, and that's just part of the package. And I feel like normalizing that and like hearing other people be like, oh yeah, we kind of had a challenge this week. I feel like it just, it takes the pressure off of feeling like it, it has to get better every single day. Yeah. I a hundred percent, because I think a lot of people think that it just goes straight up 
there's no like you go up and then down and up and then down and up and then down but that's 100% of the time that's what happens because it's still even like even though I majority of the time Pepper doesn't react as much anymore like when she does have reaction I have to remind myself of that because I'm like ooh, did I do something wrong or did something happen I'm like well you know what that's that's how it goes it's not going to be 100% perfect all the time so right and and I feel like just knowing that like other people are having like quote-unquote setbacks I, I feel like that in and of itself is really reassuring yes it is for sure right yeah. Okay. So, um, so Kelly, for my listeners, can you help them understand the progress you were able to make in the three month timeline of reactive redefined? Sure. Okay. Um, so when I started, um, Pepper had the issue where she like would freeze and she just kind of like became really scared of dogs, um, in general. Um, and at, became really difficult to be able to like even walk by them like the majority of the time I'd have to pull off and like go pretty far away from them to be able to um really function on our walks um people it wasn't as bad except for when she saw like a runner or something um or a bicyclist or I don't know anything moving fast um she would have a hard time like she would normally if she saw a runner she would bark and lunge and it was a lot of fun because the runner was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but throughout the course, like, now when I go on walks, like, when she sees a dog, she does disengage and she'll look at me. And the majority of the time, she does not um, freeze anymore, which is awesome because the freezing was, like, the worst part ever because I was like, I don't know how to move you and there's a dog coming. I don't know what to do. And now she like looks at me and we can do like a walk at our side and she can walk right by the dog, which is really awesome. Um, and I actually had, I was going to share this on our call tomorrow, but a really big win. Um, she was able to walk with a strange dog. Like we met someone in a woods that was like friends with my mom when I was walking with her and like she just, the other dog pretty much ignored her, but she was able to walk like the rest of the walk with a dog, which like usually she's petrified of the other dog, um, which was extremely awesome because I was like I was like oh my god I can't believe this is happening (laughs) so um it's really great that I can do that now but I think like the biggest thing is not having to pull off when I see that dog like I can just like keep walking and she can like look at me instead and it's just so much better to go on walks for sure yes oh my god okay and then as far as like her stranger stuff goes has she been able to accept some more people into her inner in her inner circle she actually has. Um, I've been really proud of her because I used to be really nervous to introduce her to people. Um, so I haven't like introduced her to many people in her time that she's been with me because um, it can be kind of intimidating to people to meet a dog that um, is barking and lunging at you and it's not that fun. Um, but I have been like doing multiple intros with one of my friends. Um, and I actually went and met her the other night and like she doesn't like usually interact with Pepper that much which is the good thing because she needs that um and Pepper like saw her from far away and like full-on like body was wiggling like super pumped to see her um I was like oh my god this is this is real (laughs) this is happening um so it was so awesome to see and she's been doing so much better and just in general like getting in a close distance to a stranger um, 
which is really awesome because before, like, I couldn't even get, like, even close to a stranger with her, um, which is really awesome because I really thought that her not being able to be okay with people was going to be an awful struggle in our time, but I'm really glad it's working out for us. Oh my God. I am so freaking proud of you guys. And it's seriously, it's such an honor to like celebrate you and Pepper. Um, and that's my favorite part of the group calls is just being like, heck yes, you guys are amazing. <laughs> yeah. You got to celebrate everybody's wins. Yes, you do. Okay. So Kelly, if my listeners would like to follow along on Pepper's journey, where can they find you? Well, Pepper has her own Instagram. Um, I can post a lot of things about her on there. Um, so it is Pepper's World. Oh, wait. Sorry. I said it wrong. Pepper's underscore world 19. And I like to just share like a little bit of her wins and a little bit of her challenges and some cute pictures of her. I so. love it. I love following you. <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for trusting me in this reactive dog journey. It's been a total honor and thank you for sharing your experience with my listeners. Well, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co. You can also find us on Facebook at A Good Feeling Dog Training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.